Hey, everybody. This is Patrick Cacciatore with No Struggle, No Story. Uh, here on No Struggle, No Story, we put a huge emphasis on talking with the most successful athletes in the world about some struggles and adversities they faced in their life and how they were able to turn these experiences from what many would perceive as a negative experience into something positive. So today I'm uh, super pumped to be bringing on three-time NCAA champion, uh, three-time world team member and medalist, and 11-time um, senior national championship uh, medalist, Yule Moldauer. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, hey guys, uh, thanks, thanks for inviting me onto the show. I'm, I'm excited to do this. Yeah, for sure. Me too, man. And uh, so obviously, you know, we spoke a little bit prior to the um, podcast, but if you kind of want to go into like an overview of what you've been through and some of your experiences, I think would be really awesome for everyone to kind of hear about. Yeah, I mean, just from the start of me being a child, um, I was adopted from South Korea. And, um, you know, the adoption agency actually told my family that I wasn't going to grow up to be a normal person. You know, I was technically what they call a mess baby. Um, I cried for, you know, four, four years of my life. And, you know, a lot of people doubted me going into a sport even. And, you know, throughout the years, I just continued to find love for gymnastics. And it, and it kind of just grew into, uh, you know, the career I have now, making, you know, the senior national team, going to the world team and represent, representing our country. So, overcoming just kind of that definition of you're not going to be normal. I, I kind of had to jump through, but you know, the other big things I've gone through are injuries. I remember, you know, even two years ago, I had my L4 and L5 rupture in my lower back and there was a decision. Do I rest or do I train and get ready for worlds? And, you know, thankfully through the trainers and, you know, my coaches, we came up with a way to overcome that lump of, of either stopping or continuing to make the world team. And, and thankfully, I, you know, I made the world team, you know, we did really well, but I feel like a lot of athletes get told that they can't, can't, uh, you know, they get told all the time they can't do something and they need to stop. And it's really, it really comes down to what you feel, you know, and what you can create as a schedule and what you feel like you can come overcome, you know, through an injury, through a mental block, through anything. No, for sure. I think that's an unbelievable story. And so you talked a lot about, you know, you growing up, you know, they give you this stereotype, right? From the second you were born, right? And you come into America. And so how much did that stereotype play into like your motivation to like continue to get better as um, a gymnast and just kind of as a person as you grow up? Oh, it, it was, you know, today it's still in the back of my head. It just, it almost makes me laugh that you can just judge someone from their first first appearance or you know just previous experiences but really it it really shows that you can have all these things told to you negatively or positively but it, it really depends what you tell yourself in your head you know am I going to let these things you know push me down or am I going to allow them to motivate me so yeah it was definitely very motivating I, mean, I wanted to be that guy that's, that got told that he couldn't do it and then for me to go out there and prove that you can no matter uh, I think that's a really interesting point because a lot of people in society, I think the way society judges success is extremely flawed in my opinion. I think it's by, you know, your on paper, your results, all these things and how you're looking at how people look at you. Right. And so, you know, from the first jump, they didn't know you were going to be this elite gymnast that you were going to go on and do these things. But how much do you feel like, um, 
your characteristics, like your work ethic, things like these um, really helped you kind of overcome that stigma of stereotyping and what people really believe you're going to be? Oh, you know, working hard is probably one of the most difficult things to talk about because you can talk to someone and say they love to work hard, but at the end, it's really, they don't love it. It's more that they, they want to do it. You know, they, when someone says they're working hard, it doesn't come natural to them. That's talent. The way, you know, any sports work is, is if you put in the hard work, if you put in the hours, if, if you literally do stuff that, that makes you want to quit every single day or just pushing your body to where you feel super sore, you know, that's where you start getting stronger, not physically, but mentally doing it when you don't want to do it. And that's a big factor in sports today because, you know, you get told, to you know ease up in the weights because you don't want to you know get hurt later on the season but really if you just find that you know a really good schedule and you maintain your hard work you know that's when you don't burn out as easily that's when you don't let you know outer distractions come into your training work ethic and stuff like that so to to have all these things when you're you know trying to work hard you know it's important to have a, a very good surrounding you know the people you're by you know you got to find almost like your why you know I, I tell everyone that asks me that you know why are you working how hard why are you going through you know all this soreness why are you pushing yourself so as soon as you find that why I feel like that's when you can really know you know you, you know why you're working hard you know what your goals are and you know what you're going to have to do to get to those goals absolutely I think that's an awesome point because at the end of the day, you know, people get lost at times. You talk about those adversities that you're talking about where people are saying, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Maybe you should back off a little bit. But like you said, it's kind of up to you and how you view it. And so I think that overall why can kind of lead you to how you're going to react to certain situations you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. I think, you know, when you have the overall goal and what you're trying to go after, then it really helps you determine, okay, like, I'm super sore, but I need to make worlds next year. Yeah, exactly. Like I need to push through this right now. And Mm. so is that kind of when you did and when you were pushing through those tough moments, is that where you felt like you could judge yourself as a successful person? Yeah, that's exactly what I asked myself. I said, why am I doing this? And I told myself, I want to make the world team. Why am I doing this extra rep? I want to be able to win a medal when I go to Worlds. Why am I doing this? So it all comes down to just asking yourself why. And I think, just like how you said, that that literally leads to motivation. It leads to the actions of why, you know. And I think that's very important because a lot of, like you said, a lot of athletes can get lost and they don't know what to do at times. But, you know, I write my goals down every year on a piece of paper. Not, you know, every two years or every 10 years. It's every single year no matter if I accomplish every single goal or not, I write my goals down and I tape it up to my mirror. And that kind of reminds me of my walk, you know, and you can have, it doesn't even have to be about sports, you know, up there I had, I wanted to graduate and I graduated Um, to put something so simple. I want to, you know, cook at home six out of the seven days, you know, to save money, to feel better, get my diet better. So once you kind of figure out your why you have all these different pathways of, getting there you know changing your sleep changing who you are outside of the gym you know are you going out partying or are you resting and then it's it's almost like 
you know, off season to season. What are you going to do on your off season? How are you going to control it? So it, it, it's, it's very interesting to ask all these athletes their wise. And, and I think if, especially for you, because you're doing these calls, you know, you, you should ask them why, you know, not, you know, why are you doing this, but why are you going to work hard? And oh. then you'll see their true attitudes, you know? For sure. I think when people think work hard, they think physically, you know, oh, like you're making yourself, you know, you're pushing yourself to the limit physically, you know, you're killing your, your body, you're going like farther and farther and farther. And I think work ethic has a lot more to do than just on, on, in the gym, on the fields, uh, on the court, wherever it is, it really kind of goes into all of life. Right. And so that's something that I think a lot of people can learn from because it's not just, okay, I get to the court, I work my ass off for three hours, but then, you know, at the end, after it's all done, then wait till tomorrow. I think there's recovery. There's who you are as a person. I think your relationships with people, your coaches, things like that. And it all goes into it. So, I mean, I think that's an interesting point because you write your goals down on this paper, right? And at the end of the year, I mean, so say you're halfway through the year and it's looking like you may not achieve one of those goals, right? And you're getting there. How are you maintaining like that belief and that confidence in yourself when it's like maybe that goal isn't going to happen? What are you doing to kind of keep yourself going? So I, I have a really good example. So even my last year of college, we were going for our fifth uh, national championship title in the row. And I had that on the goal, on my goal piece of paper. And we got to, you know, NCAAs. We won day one. And then day two, we got second by, you know, what they call is almost like, you know, a missed hoop or a missed field goal. So like, this much and you know I was looking at it and I was still halfway through my gymnastics career because I, I had the NCAA season and then after that I had my USA season and of course being having NCAAs in the middle of my season and and losing knowing when we should have won you know that that hurt and it sucked and I had like a two-month period where I had to come back and get ready for US championships and I, re- I remember looking at my goal sheet and I remember putting an X by it you know when I when I accomplish a goal I cross it out completely but I put an X by it and I circled it and I put an arrow and I just said remember this and it was because I wanted to remember losing I wanted to remember what that thing was because I went through my whole college career winning every single meet but that last meet and I remember I never wanted to feel that again I was like I'm never gonna have doubt in the year because you know if I think about it, you know, I look back on that year and yes, there were some things that I should have done. And yes, there are some things that I shouldn't have, do, shouldn't have done. And, you know, it's almost like I feel like I could have done more. And to have that feeling, it sucks. So I remember reading this passage that Peyton Manning said. And he says, if you've done everything at the, at the end of the year, everything that you said that you were going to do, everything that you could have done, and you don't reach that goal, it's it's not that you didn't reach that goal. You already maintained the whole goal of the year. You just didn't get the prize for the goal. If you think about it, you know, you know, I, I am in a position where if I think back on that NCAAs, I have to be blessed that I'm even on the OU team. You know, I'm blessed that I'm even standing on, you know, the top three teams in the country. So for me, it was almost like be appreciative of what you did throughout that year, but also remember that you can always change the way that you train for the next year 
you know, think about it like that. There's never, I had a bad year. It's going to be a bad next year. It's, you know, I had my year, forget about it, learn from it, move on to the next. Uh-huh. And I tell everyone, never doubt on a loss. Never, never, you know, be upset, but learn from it, you know, well, because there, there's a different thing. Yeah. No, there's so much to take uh, from what you kind of just said there. And I think the one that really stuck with me is you're talking about you put an arrow on it and you put like an X next to it, right? Because you, you have all the success, you know, and you probably honestly forgot what it was like to lose at that point, right? I mean, you're putting all yeah. this work and almost like impenetrable. And I think, that, you know, in a lot of sports that's happened, you know, for instance, like, um, you know, Rafael Nadal in tennis uh, won yeah. like six straight French Opens and finally took a loss for the first time, in, you know, seven years into his career. And he talked yeah. about a lot about how that loss is actually the reason he's had the success he has today um, is because yeah. he learned from it and he basically went on to basically, um, I guess, adjust what he was doing, adjust his training plan, adjust how he'd handled his body, and then still hasn't taken a loss since. So that loss really defined his career. And so when you put that X, what in your mind are you telling yourself? Because I think a lot of people, like you said, will dwell on it and will say, man, like I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't achieve it. So I'm going to sit here and kind of sulk about it. How did you turn that into motivation for next year and for getting better? Oh, it, it literally changed my life. Uh, Like, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I enjoyed my college career. And, you know, I, I got to that point where I was like, you know what, I, I need to really lock in. If I want to be the best in the world, I, won't, I have to lock in. And it changed me because it didn't make me, it made me upset, yes. And, but the thing that it, it did for me, it just was a reality check. It was like, crap, like I can be doing so much more than I'm doing now. And it, it motivated me. I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit, you know, drinking, you know, it's only, you know, I'll drink maybe a beer on the off season or I'll go out with my friends at a special, but no more just constantly going out. Every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to be doing that. Um, it made me realize that, you know, again, I need to be eating at home more. You know, I was, I was eating, you know, the Headington meals and going out to eat for dinner on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's just a lot of junk food, you know, so I decided cooking more. Um, I decided to have a sleep schedule. Um, So it really just hit me of like, man, to be a professional, I need to start acting like one. I need to actually be walking. There's no more just in the gym and out. I'm going to be doing everything that I can be doing for my sport inside and out. And I think it was really cool because it it almost made me become adult-like and it almost made me realize what it really takes to be, you know, a top athlete in the world, you know, what are you going to sacrifice? What are you going to do? And how are you going to do it? No, 100%. I mean, I'm, I want to jump up. I want to jump through a roof just talking to you, man, right now. I'm telling you, I'm getting, I'm getting motivated right here, but <laughs> that's uh, a really cool point because, you know, a lot of people, you know, you understand, like people talk about, you know, these professional athletes and what they do. And it's, it sounds on paper. It's like, okay, yeah, like they do all that. But really, I think, the man, have you ever heard the the quote, like the man in the arena by uh, Theodore Roosevelt, right? Or like the, yeah, I've heard some of I think yeah. that's a really cool one because it's talking about, you know, it's really, you know, are you going to take the man who's been studying war for 25 years and put him in a battle? Or are you going to take the man that's been on the front lines for 10 years in, in, in the middle of it to, to lead your team or to lead your, uh, lead your army? 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, what you're talking about is, you know, you all the time you're hearing about these things. And then, you know, once you start doing it, you really realize the sacrifice and, you know, the level of resilience and I guess, uh, the word, um, just salt like solidity that it takes every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now that you're doing these things, right. And you're working towards the Olympics, obviously next year now, I think, mm-hmm. um, how, are you able to, you know, so say you're doing this every day and you have a rough day. Are you still feeling like, okay, I did these things and, and that's okay. And I just go back the next day and I go to the drawing board. Cause you really feel like you're doing everything you can. So the, the thing that I want to get a point across to everyone is no matter who you are, no matter if you're LeBron James to, just beginning a sport and you're really talented in it, you are going to have bad days, no matter what you do, no matter if you do everything perfectly outside the gym, inside the gym, no matter what. And the thing that that everyone needs to understand is those are okay. It's okay to have a bad practice. It's okay to have a bad competition. Those things are going to happen. What matters is what you take from, you know, those bad days, what you take from a bad turn. You know, let's just say you have, you're in a batting ring and you miss all five, you know, pitches and you, you swing and you strike, strike, strike. Are you going to get frustrated and hit the bat on the ground or are you going to stop and think like, man, were my hips turned out too far? Was I not watching the ball? So it's like almost taking the emotion side, throwing it out the door and trying to really understand why did I have that bad turn or why did I have that bad competition? What can I do to change it? Because that's where I feel like a lot of athletes lose time is they take turns, 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 and they get frustrated and then they forget that whole process that they went through. You know, they could have had a good turn, bad turn, good turn, bad, 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 bad turn. And then they would have forgot the two turns that were good. And it's like, man, I didn't even analyze what I was doing differently from those two swings compared to the 10. Oh, for sure. So it's, yeah, it's almost like you got to understand and stop for a moment and not let your emotions get to you and think about what you just said. Like, man, okay, my shoulders need to be more on this side. Because in, in our gym, we have a rule. You know, there's, if you get mad, you have to go sit in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not supposed to show any negativity in the gym. It's all supposed to be positive. And, and I think that's very important because it, it actually makes people understand, you know, those turns that they're taking. No, I think 100%. I think emotion oftentimes can cloud kind of your judgment, right? It talks a lot about it. It, it goes to positivity too, right? Is when you have an unbelievable day and then you have a rough one, it's still clouding your judgment. Like, man, like I had such a good day. I don't understand. So yeah, what you're talking about, I think is really cool because, you know, as you go on and as this, as these like experiences are happening. And so people go through a really rough period, but it's like, why are you going through a rough period? It's not just, Oh, it was a rough period. It's no, like I need this, I think. And that's going to help me and something that I can build off of and I'm going to learn from it and be a better person and player or gymnast from it. Right. And I think that's kind of the point that you're trying to get across. And when you talk about it a lot, I think, it really just reminds me a lot of some experiences that I've had where it's like, you, when you have like these divots, every player, every athlete has a divot in their career. Mm-hmm. And during those divots, you know, you feel lost. You feel like, man, like what's going on. But it really, at, yeah. the, time, at the end of the day, I realized that if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't be the, 
person or player I am today. Exactly. And, and that's, that's where, you know, you can tell that you took lessons from it, you know, and you really understood, you know, the sport because it's, it's all a learning process. You know, no one can ever say that they're going to have be great at practice every single day. That's just like unrealistic. And no one's ever going to say that they had horrible days every single time, you know? So it's almost, it's, it's very important to really learn from it, you know, because it, it does teach you a lot of mental things about you and, and what you can do personally. You know, I, I guarantee you, you know, every athlete has, like you said, gone to that divot and, you know, they either learn from it and rose back up or, you know, they kind of got lost and they, it took a little longer, but in some ways, you know, they learned at least a little bit of something. No, absolutely. Uh, during every career, I think you learn the mo- you either win or you learn. I think that's a great quote because it talks a lot about yeah. I mean, but you also learn from your wins. You can learn from everything. I think and yeah. That's, that's I think the greatest part about sport. Period is that you know we're talking about how this can relate to athletes, but I think to all people and relate to the same thing. Whether you're in a job or you're in a business, and one day you know your business takes a big hit, like on the stock market or something like that you're going to learn why, why, where our revenues go, what were we doing, how much, how can we make our customer service better, things like that. And I think, do you believe that this mentality can be given to anyone? Oh, yeah. And, it, you know, I'm seeing it first person, actually. So one of my teammates, Hunter Justice, who was, you know, incredible captain, won every single year that he was at OU, you know, first person to do that. And you know, he's working in sales now in a dental company in Houston. And to see what he's doing is, is crazy because you literally are watching him almost like out of practice. You're watching him, you know, ask the questions he would almost ask in gym, you know, tell people that they need to do it this way and this way, or, you know, it's not professionally done. You know, everything that you put out now, especially in a business, is the face of the business. So to see him use the skills – that he learned through, you know, the sports that he went through. It, it's honestly crazy, and it makes you understand why, you know, when people are interviewing, um, you know, new interviewers, uh, they love the athletes because they just know mentally what it takes, you know, no matter what sport you're in. They've, they've just been through some set of, you know, structure that just teaches them how to perform well, no matter if that's a sport or a job or, you know, even your education. Exactly. I think – you know, in a way, sport literally is a microcosm of life. I think, you know, like the experiences you have, the ups and downs, oh, yeah. relationships you meet. I mean, you talked a little bit about when you're on a team and you have to only show positivity at OU. And I think, you know, from the outside, it's like, yeah, like only show positivity. But the reason you only show positivity is the way it affects others around you. That's a cool exactly thing, right. And yeah. I think that goes into business that goes into even friendships, right? Like the positivity and the person that you are around is what is going to help bring others up with you. And how big of a lesson has that been for you? Because I think just joining a a college athletic team, how big of an experience was that for you? Oh man, it was crazy. It was, you know, I learned every detail about myself in college. You know, I came in, you know, this young 17-year-old, um, and, you know, as soon as I got there, it was, you have to do it this way, or it's not the way OU does it. You know, do it this way, or you'll look bad, you know, and it wasn't because they were demanding. It was the way, 
you just wanted to do it. You wanted to look professional. You wanted to, you know, do it the way that it should have been done because there was no slacking off in our environment. There was, you know, if you see someone slacking off, you word it right then. You know, if you see something that's bad, you don't say good job, you give them the correction. So keeping each other accountable was a big thing too. And, you know, my college experience was always keep each other accountable. You know, in the off season, are you going to, you know, stop going out? Are you going to stop, you know, staying up late? Are you, you know, it's even outside of the gym, you know, are you going to keep your grades up so you can compete for our team? So it was very, I learned a lot from college, you know, in and outside of the gym, not just about gymnastics, but about the way I go at life, the way I present myself, the way, um, you know, I use my actions to speak. It's it's all there, and, and you understand why because you, you get put on this college team. And, you know, gymnastics is almost an individual sport, but in college they make it into one of the funnest and greatest team experiences you'll ever be on. And to understand why they want it done a certain way is because it represents them. It represents OU, and it represents our team. So you learn that it's not – it, there are things in life that you do things which are morally right, you know, are, are, you're a great guy for doing it, but the way that you should be doing it as a team and together is something that I thought that was really cool that I learned in college, you know, not even just in the gym, but outside, you know, we're all going to meet up at team dinner at six, you know, we're all going to hang out on the weekends and just grill out and just relax. You know, we're all going to, you know, go to this house and help them pack and, and move their stuff to the next one. So it was really cool to uh, be put in a group of guys that were just so open about learning together and doing everything together. 100%. I think being part of something that's bigger than yourself is uh, an unbelievably rewarding experience for anyone that's been able to do it. And not only the great times, but during the times where you were struggling and you were having a tough time, do you feel like having that great of a culture and support system behind you was vital to get through it and learn from it? Oh, yes. And, you know, there's so much I could say about, you know, my teammates and my coaches because at the end of the day, I, I don't think I would be, you know, in the position I'm at without them. You know, they, they were the ones that pushed me no matter if I was doing good or bad, you know, they always like, Hey, don't think about it. Take your turns. What are you doing wrong? What are you doing right? Only think about gym inside the gym. You know, we had a bad meet who cares, get in the gym, work your ass off. And today's today. There's no yesterday. There's no tomorrow. There's only the present and taking that in, you know, understanding that and coming off, you know, that, you know, a bad meet and losing, you go into the gym next day and you look around and you don't see anyone upset. So you can't be upset, yeah. you know? And it's like, they're working hard and they're trying to, you know, get ready for next year. So that's what I need to be focusing on. I don't need to be focusing on, man, we just, you know, we lost or, you know, we just won, you know, it's always the next, you know, the next moment, whatever moment you're living on, you're in that moment. There's no next or after. No, for sure. Living in the moment. And I think, yeah, just being a part of a great culture and having those great relationships can help you and push you forward and at a better rate than you probably ever would have thought possible. So I think that's an awesome point. And um, I think, yeah, just kind of closing off a little bit here, talking about to the viewers, I mean, 
when you had these tough times and these struggles and through all these experiences, what's the biggest lesson that you would say you would get, or um, yeah, biggest piece of advice you would give to the viewers? I mean, to the viewers and to everyone listening, uh, you know, think about the situation in right now, you know, this whole COVID, you know, we're all kind of lost. I would say we're all, we don't know what's going to happen and it's hard to motivate ourselves right now. It's hard to, you know, work out hard for what's next because you know what there there really isn't but for me my motivation is I started this journey for nothing I started gymnastics not to get to a point where you know this outbreak is going to stop me you know I if anything I'm more motivated now knowing that a pandemic could happen whenever you know something could happen whether it's a pandemic whether you know we you know I hope we never do, but like, you know, World War III happens. You never know what could happen in society or in a world that could take away our sport. And that's what motivates me is you never know what the next day could bring. And I think that was kind of a lesson that we all learned with this COVID. You know, we, all of a sudden we're all locked in our houses. We're all, you know, not allowed to go places. You know, now it's, you know, we can only pick up our food and leave. So it's very hard. We almost feel like we're trapped, but, I motivate myself telling myself that we never know when our second opportunity could come again. So don't take it lightly. Awesome point. I think it's extremely important to be grateful and this whole situation has really showed us how lucky we've really been to like live the life and live in the world that we do. So I think that's an amazing point everyone can take from. So Yule, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, man. I uh, really appreciate it, and uh, I'm super excited, and I really want to thank you for, you know, sharing all your experiences uh, with me and everyone that's going to listen. No, thank you for having me, and if you ever want to talk again, you know, I'm just a text away, and I had a lot of fun doing this, so thank you. Yeah, you got it, man. All righty. Thank you. Talk soon, my man. Yep. Yep.